This is 50 Feminist States, a road-tripping storytelling podcast visiting all 50 U.S. states to interview feminist activists and artists about their work for gender justice. I'm Amelia Freeby, and this week, we're in Oklahoma. From the glaciers of Alaska to the dunes of Indiana, I want 50 feminist states. From the waves of New Hampshire to skies of Montana, I want 50 feminist states. And when you hear the cold, you know so well, sisters speak here. Welcome back to the 50 Feminist States podcast. We are in season three, and this week we're in Oklahoma. If you're listening to this episode in real time, today is Halloween. Happy Halloween. And this episode goes out to all of the fave babes dressing up as pilots this year for Halloween, or maybe even dressing up as Amelia Earhart herself, because this week we are at the 99's Museum of Women Pilots, where I talk to Shaylin Sawyer, the museum manager. Before we get to the interview, I just want to remind you that we are running a season long and anyone who rates and reviews the podcast on iTunes during season three will automatically be entered to win a 50 Feminist States prize pack. So while you're listening, I would encourage you to head into iTunes and go ahead and rate and review the podcast. That way you'll have a chance of winning a super cool 50 Feminist States tote bag, fanny pack, notepad, pen, stationery set, and a bunch of stickers and buttons. So the only way to get those is by rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. We will announce the winner at the very end of the season in late November. So go ahead and enter. You never know. You might win. So this week, I am very excited to be speaking with Shaylin Sawyer, uh, the museum manager of the 99s Museum of Women Pilots. The 99s is an organization of women pilots that was uh, originally co-founded by Amelia Earhart and is celebrating their 90th anniversary this year. They're actually celebrating that 90th anniversary on November 2nd. So if you're listening in real time in just a few days. And so it was really exciting to talk to Shaylin about both the organization and more so about the museum, which houses the largest collection of of Amelia Earhart memorabilia. And even more than that really kind of shows the role that women have played in aviation since the beginning of aviation. And that includes hobbyists, commercial flying, military flights, and outer space exploration. So I went to the museum on the road trip and it was such a fascinating lesson in aviation for me. I've flown in planes, but I have, I have no idea how to fly one. And it was so exciting to see the many different ways that the museum was able to exhibit the role that women have played in aviation. So this episode goes out to the 99s on their 90th anniversary. I'm going to let you hear from Shaylin a little bit about herself and what's at the museum. I am Shaylin Sawyer, the museum manager at the 99s Museum of Women Pilots. So the 99s is an international organization of women pilots. So there are about a little over uh, 6,000 members. There are 27 chapters, I believe, and over the years, they've just started collecting things, and then at some point, a museum needed to be open to showcase all this wonderful stuff. <laughs> Long story short, it opened up in 1999, um, but there, the organization has been in existence since 1929. So there's a lot of material, memorabilia, personal items, um, trophies, just all over 
all over the spectrum, I feel like, of great items here in this museum. And they range from famous pilots like Amelia Earhart, because everyone knows her. But then there's also kind of lesser known ones. I feel like Jackie Cochran, one of the Wasp. Um, Jerry Cobb, who was one of the Mercury 13. Um, she's part of our collection as well. Louise Thaden, um, we have a good collection of hers. Back in the 1980s, we got a Kerr grant to help build this um, building, but it also helped fund an oral history collection. So we've done a lot of pilots over the years and just did, just sat down and did a little questionnaire with them about you know, their life in aviation or just their life in general, too. And they range from all 99 members from here in Oklahoma Oklahoma to the United States to some over in um, Europe and then I know there's been a few we've uh, recorded from the um, Egyptian ones too. So we are yeah currently sitting in our research library, aviation research library. Um, it's got over 600 volumes of aviation books um all the way from male pilots to female pilots we don't discriminate so we have a few Lindbergh books we have a couple of Wright books and then um aviation history over men kind of in general um and then we have women books specifically like biographies or autobiographies some of them are just resource materials kind of like encyclopedias for aviation histories and then some of them are actual personal books um, of like how to fly um, or how to prepare this repair this mechanic part in an airplane from people's personal collections so we have those in here as well which I think are very interesting because some of those books have dated from like the 50s up until like the 1980s on how to manual run an airplane kind of thing so which I think is just nice even to have the different and the growth of aviation through the library as well. So it's not just in the collections, it's in the library too. After hearing about the things in the collection at the museum and the library, I was really wondering kind of what the goals were for the museum. You know, I asked Shaylin, like, why a museum of women pilots? What do you hope to do here? And so hear what she shared with us. Within our museum, we like to promote and educate and inspire and I mean, pretty much just let everyone know about pilots because we are we are an international organization so we teach about international pilots um, so that's one reason we have the pilots around the world showing all the different um, pilots for example Lofty El Nadi she was the first Egyptian or Arab however you want to look at it pilot in that area of the world so we highlight her just to give to give some background of what's going on in that area of the world then there's a little exhibit about amy johnson who was an early early pilot but she did a lot of cross-country tracks or flights not tracks flights from um, britain to australia back and forth um, so there's just kind of and she was one of the first to do it so there's just a little like highlights about her one lady I enjoy is Colonel Kim Campbell. She was in the Iraqi war. She flew over, saw some action. We have a part of her A-10 aircraft that has some of the damages. Um, so I also like our modern military section because we highlight each of the five branches of someone who is an aviator within that branch. So we still highlight those individual women, but then we also just highlight modern military overall because we don't, we don't want to leave anyone out. Um, and then 
the almost every member of the Mercury 13 was a 99s member at some point in their life. Um, which I think, yeah, which I think is really cool. So there, that's one of the reasons we highlight the Mercury 13, not just because they're 99s members, but they're, you know, a leading group of ladies that helped bring women into the astronaut field for NASA, especially. Recently, we did part of our museum, um, the Penny Nagy Youth Educational Center. Got a makeover, so it's got some installments where you can do a photo op with like an astronaut or in a flight suit. Um, we also have a flight simulator that you can pick over 20 different types of aircrafts you could choose from a glider all the way to a drone to, to an a acrobatic plane if you wanted. Um, so there's a lot of choices that you could test out a plane and fly around in. There's this great thing called floor, floor flight that a lot of pilots use um, and it helps them plan their route and how to get there and it also it gives them like great information over like if you're having turbulence in this area you may want to you know go around this airspace. I like introducing that to people because it kind of just gives the visitors a little better understanding as to what it all takes to just flying an airplane in general. Because some people who come through the museum will have a military background or some type of aviation background, but then there's very then there's the other few people who know nothing <laughs> about aviation. So, and I've had to learn myself. So it's been nice to learn and then re-educate that, and then see other people get connected to it. So. I can definitely attest to how cool it is to walk through the museum and see all of these different aspects of aviation come together. And as I mentioned in the intro, you'll also notice at the museum that they have a lot of Amelia Earhart memorabilia. So I asked Shaylin what Amelia Earhart means to the 99s. Okay, so Amelia means a lot to the 99s. She and a couple other ladies competed in what was called the Powder Puff Derby of 1929. Um, and these women were friends and also competitors at the same time, kind of like what you see in, you know, modern sports events, you know. So they got this group together to promote women in aviation and education of women for aviation fields. And they, for whatever reason, elected her as first president. Um, so she was a kind of a core member in the early years, but definitely... As president, that's a core position. And then not only that, but a lot of these other ladies, they just promoted the club themselves since it was back in the 1920s, early 30s. They did everything they could to promote themselves. Hearing Shaylin talk about the work that early women pilots had to do to promote themselves and to make space for themselves in aviation, I asked if she could share a little bit about the role that women play in aviation now and the gender disparities among pilots in 2019. As I'm sure you can, it's still apparent today in the world, but there's just kind of a demographic difference <laughs> would be a nice way to say that. Um, and it's just that women are not as thought of to do these aviation type fields or um, even mechanics, aviation mechanics, because there are those out there too. Um, not of them are just pilots. So they all had to help bring in their own support but they also had to go out to airplane companies to show the the men there that yes we can fly this yes i can do this and yes i can promote like amelia promoted her own flights um so did louise a little bit so a lot of the time it was just you just gotta work hard and promote yourself 
and then promote the and then later on promote the 99s organization as well because some of these other ladies would also continue on to promote aviation in other countries and so they would build up chapters there so that was helpful i feel like in building the aviation world internationally it was really exciting to me to think about the global impact of the 99s. And it makes so much sense. I mean, part of what made aviation so exciting at the beginning were these transatlantic and transcontinental flights. You know, that's what made Amelia Earhart such a star. And the fact that the 99s really carries through that global tradition of aviation, I thought is you know really exciting. I was still wondering a bit more about the gender differences among pilots. So I did some research after I visited the museum about about kind of the demographics of the industry or of the pilot career. And I found some stats that I'll link to in the show notes that as of the end of 2017, of the over 600,000 certified pilots, only 7% of them were women. Now that breaks down a little bit differently depending on the type of pilot license. So among people studying to be pilots, actually almost 13% of them were women. But then when you go to private or commercial pilots, only about 6% of both of those are women. And if you get into airline transport, only 4% of those are women. So it really is an industry that is so male dominated, which I think just speaks to the importance even more for an organization like the 99s and the work that they're doing to create community among women pilots and to empower them in this male dominated field. When I was thinking about how important flying obviously is and was to members of the 99s, I asked Shaylin if she could shed some light on why flying is so important to or for women. Flying for women, I think, can mean a whole bunch of different things. Um, it can mean a, as something as simple as just building a career and because you love flying and you want to build it. So you get in that career path, whether it may be military or commercial, you know, it's up to them. Some women and actually a lot of people in general, get into airplanes um, for adventure. They love being in the sky. They love going fast, maybe. Um, they just love that kind of freedom. And Bessie alludes to that as well, that um, it doesn't matter who you are in the plane. The plane responds to a good pilot. So it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Um, the plane will fly how you want to fly it. And then one last thing I've come across in researching some of these ladies is that there's like some type of passion or sentimental value into carrying on an aviator tradition within their family or within their community. So sometimes it's just a matter of all over, I feel like, why they choose or what it means to be a pilot. So I think, well, there's a shortage of pilots, it seems like, in the U.S., no matter where you look, there's a there's some article about a shortage of pilots. More importantly, I think women should be pilots just because they are a smaller demographic within the airlines. Um, it's still primarily men. So that's, I mean, that's one thing. But also another thing is that I'm sure a lot of people will relate is that sometimes you need to see a role model in the role you want to be in. Um, so some of these girls come in here realizing I had no idea I could be in an aviation industry. I could do what some of these other girls do because they've seen him now. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of seeing, seeing someone like you in that role. And hopefully that will continue young adults to get into the aviation field and to move on up. 
Having heard now about the importance of flying for women across the country and the global chapters of the 99s, I had a question lurking in the back of my mind uh, for Shailen, which was like, why is the 99s Museum in Oklahoma City? I must admit that it's not the most obvious location for an international organization of pilots. So here's Shailen share about how they ended up in Oklahoma City, as well as the anniversary that the museum and organization have coming up. Originally, we were in New York City as the international headquarters for a while. Um, And then in the 1950s, they decided to make it more centralized in the U.S. And of course, we're Oklahoma's right in the middle. But there were six other chapters that were kind of in the pool to help decide whether where the host of the international headquarters was going to go. It ended up being Oklahoma City because we had the best offer in the right size, I think, for the for the building and for the headquarters, I should say. So on November 2nd, this year coming up, the 99's International Headquarters and the museum is having a kind of a little banquet about the anniversary of the museum and the anniversary of the 99's organization. So we're having all of the chapters, not all all of the ladies will come, but we've invited the chapters and anyone who wants to come to our kind of banquet will be will be here that night to celebrate it. So And because this podcast is so much about the many local locales of the work done to support and empower women across the country, I asked Shailen if we could close by just hearing more about the work that the 99s Museum does in Oklahoma City and around Oklahoma. We do a lot of different things. So As I mentioned, each chapter kind of does their own little organization and kind of fundraising. Um, So the 99's Oklahoma chapter does an Okie Derby every year. Um, It just passed this weekend, so we get actively involved in that. We sign up programs with Girl Scouts to do badge days. So one in particular coming up in November is they're doing their Sky Badge. The Girl Scouts are pretty excited about that. Then there's just things we do through the Oklahoma Museum Association because we're members. Um, So we just do various fairs or like back to school events things like that. So one of the things I always ask is, how'd you hear about us? A lot of the time, and it doesn't surprise me, but we're right by Will Rogers International Airport. We're just not even a mile down the street. So a lot of our traffic comes from people either dropping off or coming in, vice versa, however, and even just like people picking up their family. You know, we'll be like, oh, well, We've seen this all the time. We decided to stop here today. You know, it's um, people driving by like that. Then there's a lot of military background from Marines, United States Air Force, and even Army Reserves. They know something about it, and so they just come and view it. And then there's the ones that (laughs) educators or historians or researchers type of people who are very interested in aviation history or either just interested in women's history will come by too. And then of course, 99 members will come by all the time. Some of them are from seriously all over. We've had ones from Korea. We've had rums from Florida. We've had them from Canada and South America. I want to say specifically Venezuela, (laughs) you know, so visitors all over. (laughs) 
Thanks so much to Shaylin for taking the time to speak to me about the 99's Museum of Women Pilots, and congratulations to the 99's Museum and the organization on their anniversary this year. It's so exciting to hear that it's the 90th anniversary of this organization of women pilots that's been supporting and empowering women in aviation for 90 years. I think that these sorts of like legacy organizations are just so important for the maintenance of movements and organizing over time, and I'm always excited to talk to people working within them. Thanks so much for tuning in to the 50 Feminist States podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes to automatically be entered into our season three prize pack giveaway. We'll be back next week with two very special episodes from Alabama. Until then, I'll see you on the road. tuning in to this episode of 50 Feminist States. You can find show notes at 50feministstates.com slash podcast and follow us on Instagram at 50feministstates. Special thanks to Danielle Sines and Jessica Neria for our theme song. Until next time, wild ones, we'll see you on the road.